What's up? Welcome to another episode of Demo Listen. I'm Gray. I'm joined as always by my co-host Nathan. We do a very simple podcast in which we listen to punk and hardcore adjacent music and punk and hardcore music specifically that people send in to us. It's typically our first time hearing the releases in question and uh, we just react to what we hear honestly. We're not critics. It's not a review show in a traditional sense. We're not aiming to make objective value judgments about what we hear. We just talk about the stuff that we listen to. We really like punk and hardcore so we congregate once every week and talk about it for a couple hours. The format of the show is that we have 10 bands in the queue every week. It's all user submitted or a listener submitted content. And uh, we roll a dice, uh, roll some dice and get through between five and seven of them. And that's really all there is to it. I, uh, I'm in, I'm in a particularly good mood this week. I, I looked at the queue. It's It looks very promising. We have a lot of stuff in the queue this week that um, appears to be like proper demos or first releases of bands, which as I was going over it, I was just thinking, man, you know, like this is like this is truly and honestly in line with the initial spirit of the show. I mean, we'll listen to anything that people send in to us, but if we get the opportunity to, to shine a little light on a band that is truly just starting out and just coming out of the gate, um, that's like the most ideal situation for me. And we have quite a few of those in the, in the queue this week, as well as some more well-established stuff. And most of it looks pretty, pretty good. The weather's getting nicer. Um, you know, sales have been again good. with the fucking weather, right? <laughs> I'm just saying in general, it's been sustained. It's been it's been uh, it's been nice over a, a longer sustained period. Uh, you know, sales have been good. The vaccine opens up to the general public here in a matter of days in Indiana. Um, well, I got mine last week because I'm an old man. Oh, did you? That's sick. Fuck yeah! Hell yeah! It was super so, easy. Walk right in. It took all the fucking. 20 minutes. There was no line. I just walked right into the fucking place, got my shot, sat there for 15 minutes, walked out. Hell yeah. That's what I like to hear. So, so yeah, we're, uh, you know, we're on the path back to normalcy. I can't wait. Uh, I can't wait to get those booking requests from shitty emo bands again. Um, I, I, I'll, I'll just, I'll say yes to every band, um, for the first few months. I'll just say, Hey man, yeah, you're, you know, you're 21 years old and you're playing noodly emo music about Digimon cool come on through i don't care as long as you're playing music just come play my basement so yeah I'm, I'm in good spirits i'm ready to listen to some music and say really kind things about all of it there you go how about you how I, are you feeling i feel fine i don't i don't give a shit i haven't done anything all week do i have anything to report on no <laughs> i didn't expect that you did <laughs> how's your arm feeling oh it's fine i just got to keep it locked up in its little brace what? and uh yeah so it's uh, it doesn't hurt it doesn't hurt or anything like that, so it's fine. Hell yeah, I'd love to hear it. Everything, um, everything's right. fine, but nothing's cool. <laughs> yeah, for sure, nothing's really very cool right now. But I'm I'm so excited at the at the prospect of it becoming cool again within even the next couple months that I just can barely contain myself. You know what I'm kind of hoping like, there's a there's a part of me in the back of my head that oh. I think about this with like. Dread and also just um, uh, a, a bit of like a sardonic, I guess, a, a bit of like sardonic uh, schadenfreude or something, you know? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Schadenfreude. Schadenfreude. Yeah. Schadenfreude. Yeah. Um, I hope it doesn't work. 
<laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> yeah, like, like I don't, I, I, trust me, I, I wanted to work because I'm tired of this shit. Like, I had, I had almost like a full, you know, everybody's tired of this bullshit. Let's shut the fuck up about it. But I had like a full on fucking like, you know, fucking moment earlier today. And, uh, but then I was driving back from work last week and I was thinking, man, what if it doesn't work? That would suck. But I was like, it would always be kind of funny though, too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it would, it would be funny in a dark way, but, um, I'm, I'm really ready to like go play pinball again and shit, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, well, I mean, I mean, people, people checked out and said, fuck it like a long time ago, even, yeah. even with the prospect of like, Hey, if we can just fucking, you know, if we can just be cool for like a year. Right. Right. Yeah. Just be cool for like a year, year and a half. You know, the best minds are telling us that they're on it. We'll get this shit sorted. Just give us some moments, some some time. People are like, fuck it. I'm out. Can you imagine (laughs) if everybody went through the hassle of fucking like, like getting the virus? It's not a hassle, but you know what I mean? Everybody, everybody waited. Everybody got the virus. There was all this fucking bullshit. People at each other's fucking necks about stupid ass fucking shit for the past fucking year. And well, it was amplified over the past year sure. and everybody goes and gets their virus, their, their vaccines like, all right, let's, let's get back at it. And it doesn't fucking work. <laughs> at that world, point, at that yeah. point, all bets are off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Everything is collapsing at that moment in time. There's, there's, it's, there's no, there's no chance that things would not become markedly worse in a very short order. If that no, it, like, like, like even, even the most stalwart of like, you know, even the most stalwart and patient of people that are like, you know what, I got to do my duty as like a human that lives amongst other humans, do my duty to keep for my fellow, fellow man and for myself yeah. and for the modern world. Even then we're like, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, yes, for sure. Right. Fuck it. For sure. I bet you like, like it, just all bets are off. And I, I'm not just talking about people going out and eating. I'm talking about people like doing fucking, you know drive-bys on old folks homes and fucking like <laughs> everything just fucking going to shit well there's been a lot of gun like the the gunshots have definitely increased on the south side recently i mean they never well, really stop all year round but people are out there uh back to their old tricks again so the, you know, the, it's, it's 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 those summer winds man right it's, yeah. like i said last week we've got a fucking gas station not too far from my place as soon as those as soon as those evenings crack like the upper 50s and low 60s, people are fighting out there almost every night, like fist yeah. fighting, right? Yeah, yeah, for and, sure. I've uh, been hearing I've been hearing people screaming in the street in the middle of the night and on my block pretty much dude, nightly. There's, so. there's like a, there's like a, imagine, there's like a year of pent up like bullshit, right? The yeah. moment that people can go out, I think mm-hmm. I posed a question at a show, like how long do you think it takes before people stop just being cool and happy to be out and it falls back on its old shit, right? Right, yeah. Dude, Everybody's going to go out. The first thing they're going to do is go get themselves a big tasty fucking Applebee's or like do some stupid fucking banal shit and act like it's the best thing ever. Right. Right. Yeah. And then the next thing they're going to do is uh crime. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, like, like, so. like people are just going to get wild because they've been, they've been caged, right? They've been caged. Yeah. They want out. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're, you're probably right about that. Um, if the trend in my own neighborhood is, uh, says anything about the greater prevailing trends, uh, in urban areas in the United States. Yeah. I imagine that's probably going to be how it goes. <laughs> so, yeah. um, all right, let's, uh, let's, let's, let's pivot from COVID and get right into punk and hardcore, um, which is what the show is actually about. So first up this week, we have got new erotics from Montpelier, Vermont, 
Um, this was submitted by John Berg, aka John from the band The Path. Usually he does international submissions, but at this point, John's sending in more than one a week. So I'm like going way back in our email just to like throwing one of his submissions every week into the queue. Um, speaking of which, um, we are the the submissions that we're going over on this episode tonight are from all the way back in like mid-February. So again, just a reminder, if you submitted something, we're not missing you. We just are trying to catch up and we have a lot of, we have a lot of shit in the queue. So, or, um, or we're missing you or we're missing you. It could sure. be both. It could be both, right? Let's, let's face it. <laughs> sure. Yeah. It could be, it could be one, could be the other. Um, so yeah, this is, uh, this is John's weekly submission, not international this time. This is a band from, uh, Vermont. I got to say, um, I don't like the look of these. Fo- I don't like the look of these folks one bit. Well, <laughs> but, you know, um, give them. We'll give them a go, man. You know, yeah. that one guy. Yeah, I mean, whatever. They're definitely hamming it up, but you know what? So what? <laughs> yeah, maybe right? it's real. You cool. know what? Their look is better. Their look is better than like mean mugging the camera, right? Yeah, in, sure. Like, not, in in not, like you know that uh, that. Um, heavy hardcore philosopher sort of way for sure it is better but only marginally yeah. <laughs> um then next up we have got ghost variations with mythos this is a band from new south wales australia it was sent in by rod alford who plays in the band don't know anything else about it then we have got abs- absurd this was sent in by jay from cold brats um, this is a band, I can't remember where he said these folks are from. The label that they're on, Doomtown Records, is based out of Croatia, um, but I'm not sure precisely where this band is from, but he said, it, I know it's from somewhere in Eastern Europe. He says it has a very distinctly Eastern European sound and is drawing a lot from uh, 80s hardcore, and he also wished us luck on pronouncing any of the names. Then we <laughs> yeah, have- well, they, they, get, they have a track that's named after the band. They have a, an eponymous track. They do, although he didn't, he didn't suggest that track, so... Um, then we have got porcupine with the Sybil. This is a band from Chicago. We've had them on the show before. Um, homies with a couple, a couple members of this band, Joey from the band, the guitarist who uh, does most of the songwriting, I believe sent this over to us. They released it. I want to say a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago at this point. Then we have got Body Farm with their self-titled release. This is a power violence band from Dayton, Ohio. Uh, I know Blind Rage Records put it out. Um, Blind Rage, I've mentioned on the show before, is owned by our homies Jim from Lima and uh, James down in Groth. I think that this, I don't know if any, I don't know if Jim or James are in this band. I feel like one of them might be, but I could be wrong about that. Um, This was sent in by John Fett. Then we have got Hell Ripper with the Affair of the Poisons. This is a band from Scotland, and it was sent in by Zach Honeycutt. We already had this band, didn't we? Did we listen to this band? Did we listen to this band? This well, this, I know that this was up a few episodes ago. Um, did did somebody else maybe send this in? I can't remember if we actually listened to this stuff or not, but I don't. I feel distinctly like we did. remember that artwork and that logo. Yeah, that does sound pretty. That does sound pretty. Uh, pretty pretty familiar now that you mention it. We just have so much stuff on here that I, I can't recall. I feel like maybe we listened to the song "Beyond the Convent Walls." Does that sound familiar? I'll have to know. double check on whenever we land on the on the first thing of the night. Granted, it's not Hell Ripper. I will uh, I will double check and see if we had them in the queue yeah. or if we or if we actually listened to them on a uh, on a recent episode. There's yeah. bound to be like you know submission overlap from people. Sure. 
Then next up, we have Slug with their demo. This is a band from Cleveland, Ohio. It was, sub- it was submitted by Andrew Albrecht. Uh, I, I couldn't really get uh, a, a clear clear feeling on whether or not this dude is in the band or not from the email. It seemed like he might have been, uh, but this is their debut release. It came out in the uh, middle of last month. Then we have got Blemish with their demo. This is a new band from New Jersey. It was sent in and recorded by Zach Miller. Zach plays drums and gel. He also runs a studio called Noise War Sound where he records bands, and he's a really dope session drummer as well. Um, he sent this in and just said uh, it's something that he recorded recently and is very heavy, very good stuff. Then we have got NASDAQ with Young Professional. This was sent in by Ryan Donahoe. Um, don't know anything about it. He just says it's good. And then last up, we have got Nightclub with Private Party. This is a band from Sydney, Australia. It was sent in by Anthony from Gel. And uh, I, I know nothing about this other than the fact that it's on Urge Records and it's from Australia, which are both very good signs. So uh, mm-hmm. I imagine it's prob- probably good. And uh, that's everything in the queue tonight. So let's roll the dice and see what's up first. Okay. Seven. All right. Seven is Slug. The band camp is slugclevo.bandcamp.com. And uh, the opening track is uh, also the self-titled track on here, so uh, we'll listen to that. So we're going to listen to Slug by Slug off of their demo. Okay, so we decided to listen to two tracks, so we just heard the song Slug and the song Little Demons by Slug off of their demo. Nate, how'd you feel about it? Um, this is all right. Um, just first glance, um, I liked I liked the sentiment, especially the first track. Um, sure. And uh, 
I kind of liked the the, the, the the sort of creepy crawly caveman back half to that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, the second track was pretty good too. There's just this style of hardcore is this this style of hardcore is something that generally doesn't draw my attention right off the get go. I don't know why. Um, generally speaking, I like it. I, I like it well enough, but I think a lot of it has to do with the um, accoutrement that comes along with it. Sure. Um, you know, honestly. If I see fucking graffiti lettering on a hardcore record, um, I'm I'm probably not going to check it out. Um, it's just that's my own my own bias on that sort of style, I guess. Yeah. Um. So listening to this, yeah, this is pretty good. I've heard better, but I do. Uh, yeah, this was all right. I don't I yeah. don't have a ton to say about this. Like, yeah, it's just uh, it's it's not a style of hardcore that I dig into too much because. Uh, I think for the most part, it's pretty fucking like most of it is pretty fucking dumb and stupid. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I liked this uh, just fine. I didn't think that it was incredible, but I thought it was I w- thought it was perfectly solid. Um, I mean, this is again, this is kind of like no modifier hardcore. And we're seeing more of this stuff um, appear right now where it's it's drawing. It seems to be drawing at least from like early to mid 2000s hardcore bands that also existed in that sort of just straight up hardcore lane um to me this evokes and especially you know when you mentioned the graffiti lettering and all that kind of shit you know this evokes stuff that i came up on and and really enjoyed and and kind of uh guided my tastes moving forward in hardcore when i was a kid which is a lot of the the like locking out records stuff you know mental and righteous jams and all that shit and the stuff that was adjacent to that scene like i thought of like stop and think when i uh when i heard these tracks um so it's in a lane that was incredibly appealing to me at one point and a lot of the bands of that era that were formative for me i still go back and listen to and really enjoy um but by and large it's an incredibly simple iteration of the genre that doesn't have a whole lot of room um to to experiment or to like think outside the box it's just like straight up like fast part two step part side to side you know what i mean i mean it's music like it's music made for kids to dance to and have fun to and like go off to in a small room and i appreciate that about it and i don't think that you should look for more out of this particular iteration of hardcore than that. And to that end, I think it achieves its goal goal well. This would be cool to see in a basement. I'm sure kids in Cleveland are fucking with this heavy. Um, I'm sure when this band can play shows, they'll go off. I liked this just fine. Not something that I would seek out, but like I would certainly pick up a tape if I, they played in my basement or if I saw them on a, you know, if they were the opening band on a tour I went to, to see or something. I liked this just fine. Not going to spend a whole lot of time with it, but for what this is aiming aiming at, I think it, it, it achieves it very well. And uh, if this is your lane, if you like that early to mid 2000s, like straight up kind of Boston, bouncy, fun, straight up hardcore, you'll like this just fine. I think this was a, a very solid effort at that. Yeah, so... Um, like a lot of those early two thousands bands that you talk about that you came up on, like I'm not terribly terribly familiar with a lot of those bands. Yeah. Um, that was not my shit in the early two thousands period. Yeah. Um, so like when I hear this, I hear obviously like turning point, especially like early turning point. Sure. Um, yeah, yeah. Like that, like the seven inch. Right. Um, and, uh, like, yeah, I like it just fine, but, um, I don't know. It, it, it always just seems a little, uh, 
a little stunted in the end. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there aren't too mm-hmm. many bands that, that I've heard that, uh, I really like get into and go off with this sort of stuff. This is, this is, um, if you ask me like meant to live and die in a summer in a basement and that's it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Th- these, these are ba- the bands that are not meant to have a long shelf life. And I think, yeah, your, your reference point, you know, kind of missing like the early to mid two thousands wave of bands that I'm talking about, you know, going back to like first, first turning point seven inch. I mean, I think that makes a lot of sense because like, even though by the time you got to the locking out record scene or you got to bands like stop and think, um, you know, those bands were at that point removed from youth crew as sort of like the guiding principle that of, of, of their musical efforts, it's still the sonic lineage is there because you like start with maybe that, you know, you get that uh, the first turning point seven inch and all of the bands of that ilk that exist around that time. And then you get like rancor and floor punch and mm-hmm. like all uh, Atari and all, all the also rands of that scene 10 years mm-hmm. later. And then bands like stop and think and shit were certainly coming out of that wave of like in my eyes and shit. I mean, it was all like a, it was all sort of like dominoes falling and it's all bands in, in a particular sonic lineage. And I imagine that this is just uh, a, the newest iteration of that kind of stuff. So because I have an affinity for all of the previous bands in that lineage, I'm never offended by this kind of stuff when it's as well done as this is, but yeah, it, it doesn't hold my attention for a super long time. I think you characterizing this as being meant to live and die in a basement over the course of the summer is, is a pretty apt way of putting it for sure um all right so uh you want to roll the dice see what's up next four all right four is uh porcupine the newest porcupine release also i checked on the hell ripper stuff we did have it in the queue somebody else must have submitted it but we did not listen to it on the show okay um okay so porcupine hardcore.bandcamp.com the newest release is the sybil came out at the end of february and uh, yeah, this is a band, like I said, I've uh, I've grown to be friends with a couple members of this band. They've played my house. It was one of the first shows that I did at my house was were, were these folks. I initially heard about them via uh, Axe to Grind. And uh, they're just like young kids doing their own thing, kind of like pulling from pulling from uh, a group of bands that not a ton of people are channeling, especially younger kids. They pull a lot from like Dead Guy and Coalesce and even shit like Today is the Day. Um, and just kind of do like weird, heavy, dissonant metal infused hardcore stuff. And, um, it's something that I've always appreciated about this band. So the song that, uh, Joey suggested we listen to is the first track off of this pederasty. So we're going to hear pederasty by porcupine off of their newest release, the Sybil. Pleasure in lust is nasty and short and sickness. Weariness. And weariness follows on desire.
I close my eyes. I see his eyes staring me down. <laughs> Okay, so we just heard the song Pederasty by Porcupine off of their newest release, The Sybil. Nate, how'd you feel about that? Uh, there were some parts of that that I really liked. Um, I always kind of forget what this band sounds like because I think mm-hmm. they always kind of, kind of sound a little bit different, like they're always honing something. Yep, for sure. Um, and, and sort of, you know, changing it just a little bit, changing the recipe just a little bit. Um, there was parts of that that I really liked. I mean, obvious obvious callbacks to like dark 90s hardcore especially all like you said dead guy um which is probably my favorite victory band i think it's aged better than almost the entire any any of the other victory catalog from the 90s for sure um and uh yeah there are parts of that that i really like there are parts of it that you know i i I didn't really get maybe i i mean i didn't i didn't i didn't dislike i just uh you know whatever by and large 80 percent of that i was all in for yeah. Um, you know, talking about real shit for sure. Um, and, and, and see a lot of that stuff too is like, especially if you listen to like fixation, and a coworker, like it's all very like, you know, dredging up shit from, you know, one's personal past. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I can dig that. Um, by and large. Yeah. I dug this. Um, the packaging looks really good. Uh, whatever's happened into that skeleton mm-hmm. is what I hope happens to me after I die. <laughs> <laughs> yes for sure right? agreed yeah and that's yeah. what i hope happens to me um put, it looks like they got some sort of ring in his head so they can hang him right yeah. put a ring in my skull carry me around town while i dress like a bunch of ghosts and uh <laughs> hang me from a from a building right like an <laughs> yeah. ornament like a christmas ornament put me like the christmas star in the top of the of the town christmas tree right yeah, indeed but uh, uh so by and large, yeah, I, I, I dug like 80, 85% of this. Some of it, I don't know. It just seemed to be a little bit, a little bit too, uh, pulling from like some more modern influences that I don't really know much about or have not paid much attention to, but by and large, I felt this was really good. Sure. Yeah. So yeah, this is, uh, this is definitely my favorite thing that they've, that they've done so far. Um, I think that you, you, you know, made a kind of an astute observation when you say, um, when you said that, you know, on previous releases and even now to an extent, it feels like they're always sort of working at or honing something, which makes a lot of sense considering, like I said, the average age of this band, I think is like between the ages of like 20 and 22. I mean, I think they're all like pretty fresh out of high school and early in college. Um, so it's been cool since hearing this band a couple of years ago on Axe to Grind to sort of like actively become friends with them and then also just kind of chart their growth as a band and and chart Joey's growth as like a songwriter uh, and a guitarist. And uh, this is definitely the most like fully realized thing that they've done yet. I 
I really, really liked that. I think I felt pretty much exactly the same as you. There were a couple of parts in here that felt um, like they didn't really serve the song super well, but by and large, yeah, like 85% of this uh, was was killer. I think that like last breakdown at the end, uh, that made me want to like actually hurt people, which <laughs> which is not which is not how I generally feel uh, 99% of the time listening to newer hardcore. Um, but man, this this evokes the best parts of like dead guy and all of those bands i mean dawson is doing his best tim singer impersonation at, at on parts of this track and i think doing it very very well this is super dialed in the recording was or was was super solid definitely the best uh fidelity that i've heard on any other recordings so far yeah overall i just liked this a whole fucking lot i think that they're uh they're getting really close to being like fully fully realized and i don't say that at all to be like i'm not trying to be uh degrading or like patronizing at all i'm just saying these are like young folks who are coming into their own as songwriters in like active like real time and it's been cool to observe and i think that this is like 85 90 percent of the way to being to be in there um this was really really good i liked this a whole lot i think the tape is already sold out um and uh, it's on a 12 inch on a single sided 12 inch. Oh, it's on a single sided 12 inch. Okay, cool. Yeah, I think Numer- new- Go, if there's some in numerality. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, I was going to say numerality zine put this out. I couldn't remember if it was on a tape or not. All right, cool. Yeah, if there's still copies of this, I'm definitely going to pick one up. Um, this is really good stuff. So to uh, to Dawson and Joey, who I have, like I said, become friends with over the last uh, couple of years, I'm proud of you. This is really good. You guys have grown a lot. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm very hyped to see what you do next. And I'm definitely going to check out the rest of this release uh, probably later tonight. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's roll the dice. See what's up next. Three. All right, three is uh, absurd. So, like I said, I can't remember where Jay specifically said this band is from. Uh, let me check here. He said, "Oh, they're from Serbia. They're from Belgrade, Belgrade, Serbia. <laughs> Not a place that you would expect uh, hardcore punk to be to be coming out of, but nonetheless, it is. Hey, it's it's everywhere, right? Um, yeah." Yeah, he ain't lying about pronouncing that shit. I wouldn't even bother trying, right? Yeah, I'm going to try. I would say like track seven, right? Track (laughs) eight, whatever. (laughs) Yeah, so. Because I don't even know. I don't even know if the letters that I'm seeing, right? Right. Make the same sound. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. Exactly. Yeah. I uh, the 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 release, it appears to be called Derealizazija slash Svemu Che Dochi Kraj. That's as close as I can get. I'm sure Jay is is probably laughing out loud as he's listening to this. Um so the song that he suggested is the fourth track on here, Zasto Se Onda. Mm-hmm. Um so uh so we'll go with his submission i trust his taste uh, i trust him enough that i put out you know we, we put out his band's record so sure. um so we will listen to track four by absurd off of their release which i am not going to embarrass myself by trying to pronounce again Thank you. 
Okay, so we just heard the song Zasto Se Onda by Absurd from Belgrade, Serbia. And uh, I liked that quite a lot. I mean, there's not a whole lot to say about that because it was like very simple, straight ahead, hardcore punk. Um, You know, I was told in the email that this is pulling from just 80s hardcore. Obviously, yes. Um, You know, I read the write up below it while I was listening to that. And uh, I got to say, it piqued my interest in like diving into yugoslavian punk and hardcore in general um because evidently this is pulling from yugoslavian hardcore influences like from the 80s and 90s i guess and i'm not versed or familiar with yugoslavian hardcore at all um so the fact that this is pulling from evidently a a long and established lineage of uh hardcore and punk from the area is interesting to me and uh jay if you're hearing this and you have uh any sort of like classic recommendations that you would want to send send our way please do because i would uh i'd be stoked to check them out but uh but yeah i mean this was this was really good straight ahead hardcore punk i really don't know what what else to say about it i mean this was doing like a very simple approach um but i think the recording uh the songwriting worked worked well together to create something that was ultimately enjoyable to listen to you know what i mean it's not it's not something that's necessarily um going to stick in my head at least based on the strength of that single song i want to listen to the rest of this and see how it holds up um in 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 a landscape that is super saturated with bands playing this particular style of hardcore as we've mentioned on previous episodes you got to be kind of be the cream of the crop uh for me to actually remember this beyond you know the the several hours after recording especially with just how many bands we hear but i liked that just fine and uh, my interest is peaked enough to to check out the rest of the record at least how'd you feel about it yeah i kind of feel the same i don't think i liked it as much as you um i thought it was a little too uh just a little too bland. Um, sure. like just, just, I mean that the main riff for the song almost is a, like that, <laughs> that progression just almost seems, seems a cliche. Sure. Um, um, so it was fine. I don't know anything. The only, that's the only reason that I, I would, I would dig into this more. Cause I'll tell you right now, if, the, if this were a band like from my neck of the woods doing hardcore, I wouldn't really give a shit. Um, yeah. So, but, but it does, it does pique my interest because it's from a place, like you said, that I don't know anything about in terms of, uh, well, anything. Right. Sure. Um, so yeah, that's, that's my only real interest in this. Um, I, I like, it says it's pulling from like Crass and Corvus Christi catalog, you know, yeah, I can hear that too. And I'd like to hear what they do, especially with like, um, um, the female vocalist, like what they do with that. You know what I mean? Do they sure. do they go more down the crass route? Do they, you know, or is it more of this just sort of bland, shouted, uh, you know, basic hardcore, which doesn't terribly really. I, I, some of these tracks are like one of them's five minutes and 17 minutes. Right. I don't want to hear what I just heard for more than, you know what we just heard it for, which was what a minute 15, what song did we listen to? A, a minute, four. a minute, nine a minute seconds. Nine, yeah. Right. Like a yeah. minute, nine. I don't want to hear a song that sounds like that. That's longer than what we just heard. For sure. Yeah. I agree with that. I, I, I would be interested. Hear... I'd be interested to see if the, if the longer run times reflect like a more experimental or uh, interesting and engaging songwriting approach as well, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, this is fine, but the, the only, re- the only reason that I'm curious about it at all is because of where it's from basically. 
Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. I think even if this were something uh, more local to me, I, my interest would still be peaked, especially with the, just the, the variability in uh, runtime on the songs in here. I'm like interested to see how they diverge from what we just heard. Um, and like I said, I thought that was a solid kind of like 80s influenced hardcore punk. I, I liked that just fine. Um, but uh but yeah, perhaps this being, perhaps the novelty of this being from the ex-Yugoslavian area um, has piqued my interest more than it would if they were a band from down the block. I, I can't really say, but there might be some truth to that. Either way, I'm probably going to check out the rest of this and uh, I'm definitely interested in, in, in diving into uh, the history of Yugoslavian hardcore in general. Um, all right, you want to roll the dice, see what's up next? Six. Okay, so this is NASDAQ with Young Professional. The Bandcamp is nasdaq89.bandcamp.com. Don't know anything about this. Let's let's read their about me. Inspired by their love of greed, excess, and financial exploitation, NASDAQ play corporate synth punk for the post-truth world. I mean, you kind of know what you're getting with a sure. name like NASDAQ and the, <laughs> yeah, and, sure. and the art and everything like that. You kind of know what you're in for. Yep. Um, so, yeah, um, the- let's see how they do it. This is uh, this stuff is appears to be from uh, Auckland, New Zealand as well. So uh, let's listen to the first and title track off of this. So we're going to listen to "Young Professional" by Nasdaq off of the record "Young Professional." It was rock and roll. Uh, you could see money driving everything. A lot of cocaine around. A lot of party hardy every night. <laughs> We just heard Young Professional off the release of the same name by the band NASDAQ from Auckland, New Zealand. Nate, how'd you like that? I like that. That was fun. That was not exactly what I was expecting. There was a lot more uh, just general garage to that than what I was expecting getting into it. Same. I was expecting a lot more synth and not just yeah. uh, a little organ accompaniment to the basic guitar and drums, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, so, yeah, I dug that. That was fun. I'd like to see the lyrics, though, because some of the descriptions of this Young Professional don't exactly match what we're seeing with these... Uh, suit and tie zombies on their artwork there right he's riding <laughs> yeah. a bike to work 
No, yeah. these guys ain't riding a fucking bike to work, right? <laughs> yeah, no, definitely not. They're not hanging out and being cool. If you, I'm telling you what, man, if you see a white man with the power stack, the hair like that, you know, just yeah. powered up and, and, and like slicked back, mm-hmm. you know he's a son of a bitch. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Like, like if you see a dude that looks like the guys, obviously on the artwork, that's why they're on the artwork, you know he's up to no good. For sure. Yeah, he's a prick in fail. every way. And I don't know, yeah. the guy in the song didn't sound like a total prick. <laughs> well, maybe that's because it was written from from his perspective, so he's giving you the best spin, you know? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. But uh, yeah, all of all, this is pretty fun. Um, yeah, I like this just fine. I, like I said, I was glad that it was more garagey and less uh, less synth. Yeah, for sure. I was uh, when this was described as synth punk. I definitely saw. I, I expected more of just like the kind of like overt, overt Devo influences, and uh, I expected it to to be more um, overtly egg, I guess. But yeah, this was basically just like punky garage rock stuff, and the organ or, organ accompaniment was not over the top. It was utilized in the way that a lot of classic garage rock bands did, just to more or less follow the uh, the uh, chord changes uh, chord changes of the guitar and just add more uh, more of like a textural component to the music than anything else. I thought this was solid and fun. Um, it didn't like, I mean, it didn't blow me away by any stretch of the imagination, but it was good and fun. You know what I'm saying? And I guess I'll, I'll probably check out the rest of this. Um, but in order to uh, inspire me to actually like pay for shipping from New Zealand, I would need a little bit more than what I was, uh, what's, what's on offer here for sure. But yeah, that was good and it was fun and uh, I dug it for sure. Well, here's a question for you. Yeah. If you had hair, how would you do it? Uh, I well, see, this is the thing: is like I shaved my head before I had any necessities to shave my head, so I don't, I don't think I would do anything with it. That's that's uh, the kind of that's the catch twenty two of my of my situation is that like I I was already shaving it before I needed to, so I don't know. I don't think yeah, I think I'd still just buzz it, you know. I remember you having a little bit of hair at some time. Yeah. Um, like clearly as a young man, um, you, you knew what was, what was right around the corner, right? When sure, you were like yeah. 17, 18 years old at the house, right? Definitely. Um, yeah. that you were going to be bald as a coot. Sure. Um, but like, yeah, I don't know. Just, I, I, I'm trying to imagine you with like the, uh, uh, I'm trying to imagine you with like any amount of like modern hairstyle and what that would look like. <laughs> You know, like, 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 would you go with like the, uh, the, um, the, uh, what am I trying to go for here? Like, 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 like the, the parted, like old timey bearded gentleman, like modern hairstyle, you know what I mean? With the high on top, short on the sides. Is that what you like go the, for? Like the Hitler youth? Not like the Hitler youth. No, not like Hitler youth. More like, um, more like whiskey sour, um, you know, whiskey sour and uh, wearing brown leather boots. <laughs> no, I don't think I'd go for that. I mean, I, I imagine I would have a fade of some of some type because all the way back when I was like 14, 15, I was way ahead of the fade. The, uh, See, the fade you're always fad. ahead of it, right? You're ahead of the shaved head game. You're ahead of the fade game, right? Yeah, that's just that's just the life I live. Some people are <laughs> some people are trendsetters, man. What can I say? <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. Uh, so. so I had a fade when I was a young man. I imagine maybe I would still have one today, but, uh, that's, that's simply for the sake of the question, because in reality, I think I would probably still just buzz my head. I'm telling you, dude, I'm telling you what you should do. I've told you multiple <laughs> times what you should do. 
Yeah. I, I, I want to do it so fucking bad. I want you to grow your hair out and, and we'll all get perms and we'll go on tour. <laughs> it would be such a good look, man. <laughs> I want you to, I want, I want you to grow your hair out. I mean, obviously you're getting like, like you're definitely getting the shortest end of the stick here because you'll have straight sure. up clown hair, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I will look right. like Ebenezer Scrooge. Right. But I, but, but then permed. But right. then perm, right? Yes. Grow yeah. it for like ten months. Get yeah. it like four or five inches long. Perm it, right? <laughs> yeah. I get a perm, right? Yeah. And we hit the road. I mean, and it would be legendary for sure. And we don't wash our perms. You know what I mean? So they end yeah. up really, really fucked up after just a few. Dude, I can't. I can barely go like six hours without washing my hair. Otherwise, it looks wet. It's so greasy. <laughs> That's gnarly, man. It's <laughs> awful. Really so you can imagine like you and I with a perm on the road, right? Yeah. yeah. Greasy fucking hair after like two days. <laughs> I'm just trying to picture myself with like um, the current mustache that I have and the, like the, the extra 20 pounds I've packed on over the last year with, yeah. the, with the perm to skull it. And it's just... Right. Dude, I can't think of anything more grotesque. I've been wanting to do it for so fucking long and you won't pull the trigger. If you would only grow your hair out, I swear to God, I I would go go to the shop with you and get a perm. We'll see. We'll see if it ever goes that way. I don't know. It's like I'd like to be able to look myself in the mirror when I wake up in the morning and go, all right, yeah, looking okay. And I know that I don't have the rest of my life to feel that emotion. And so I don't really want to cut into the time that I have left, you know? Yeah, it's, it's all, you know, like I said, the bad times are always better stories than the good. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's true. You're not wrong. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, let's see. How long, how long have we been even, damn, we're, we're burning through them. We're fucking 50 minutes in and we've already burned through four bands. So let's, uh, Yo, let's roll the dice. We haven't had like a good fucking sidebar for a minute, right? Yeah, that's true. We, tr- we, we really haven't because nothing's things happening. Are going, things are going great. In that nothing, nothing horrible is happening, like directly to us every day. Right, right, yeah, exactly. And we haven't had any submissions that are like truly so far afield that we're shocked. You know what I'm saying? Where it would like draw our ire, uh, or even just our intrigue to the point where we would really want to ramble on about it for a long period of time. So we've had yeah. a lot of bands that are like middling to pretty good on this episode so far so um so yeah let's uh let's roll the dice and see if we get like something really great or something really bad number four okay four is uh hell ripper so this is the band that we had in the queue a few weeks ago but uh didn't actually get around to listening to uh the re- the release is the affair of the poisons the band camp is hellripper.bandcamp.com they are based out of Scotland, and uh, it looks like it's just a solo solo project of one James McBain. This came out, came out in October of last year. Zach, who sent it in, said that uh, despite the fact that this is on Peaceville, it is not getting the uh, attention that he feels that it deserves. I remember, uh, I remember um, somebody else, I think, who submitted this saying basically the exact same thing, saying this is on Peaceville, but it's really not getting getting enough shine. So. Um, let's see what song they have. They have the, they have the song Vampire's Grave queued up to play. So, uh, so we'll go with that one. So we're going to listen to Vampire's Grave by Hell Ripper off the Affair of the Poisons.
Alright, we just listened to the song Vampire's Grave by the band Hell Ripper off of their release The Affair of the Poisons. And uh, I, I guess, I don't know, to my ear, that is exactly what you would want from a band who is uh, is desperately aspiring to live up to the promise of the name Hell Ripper. Um, that is exactly what you would expect, but I think more often than not, you might be let down by the end result. In this case, I was not. I mean, yes, this is like an incredibly wrote uh, by, you know, paint by numbers, formulaic approach to playing like new wave of British heavy metal inspired, uh, you know, proto black metal, speed metal stuff in the vein of, of Motorhead and Venom and shit like that. Um, yes, this is, this is very paint by numbers, but I think it gets it right enough and it does it with like enough speed and ferocity and, the riffs are just of high enough quality that I'm totally down with it. I mean, immediately like a, a uh, contemporary analog that comes to mind is a band like midnight um, who I've always loved, uh, who I think do the exact same sort of, sort of thing incredibly well. Um, I think this is, is very much in the same world as pulling from all the same influences and it's, and it's doing it to a, a comparable level of competency. I, I really, really liked that. How'd you feel about it? Yeah, I thought this was pretty good. Um, I'll tell you what really sells me on it, honestly. Um, I mean, I, you know, when you, like, I, th- I think I said before when we had this band in the queue, um, when we introduced it, I was like, when you see 
a band called Hell Ripper with that logo, you know exactly what you're in for. Sure. Yeah. Right. Now, whether or not they pull it off is a different story. This pulled right. it off. I thought this was really good. I don't know if this really like stood out and above like other stuff that I hear, like you mentioned Midnight and stuff that that is like that. But nevertheless, this was like, as far as I'm I'm concerned, about as good as you can get it, right? With one person doing everything, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, maybe some other folks would have some different uh, influences or some different tweaks that they could put on it. But for a one man project, this is this is really this is really fucking good and fun. But the thing that pushes it over the top for me is the artwork on this release, um, because if I see this record with a band like Hell Ripper, I go, hmm, okay, that's probably some thrashy new wave of British heavy metal stuff probably sounds right. pretty good you know what i mean if i see him in a bar or something because this is definitely bar music if you see it um, for sure. if i see him in a bar i'm like all right they fucking ripped that night you know what i mean maybe yeah. i'll go see uh what they got for sale if i see that record with that fucking artwork i'm buying it yeah yeah for sure I like agree for you. sure you know what i mean like yeah. for sure right yeah. um so that's what sold it that that's what sold it to, for me was like it was competently done it was well done um, I don't know how much I'll actually remember the music, but I sure as shit will remember that fucking artwork. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, so all, all together, I enjoyed this. Um, if I see it in the store, I'll probably pick it up. But, um, yeah, that's all I got to say about it. It, it was, it was, it was right up my lane. It was exactly what I expected. It was done about as well as I could expect it to be done. Um, I'm not going to complain in, in anything like that about that. But like I said, the one thing that really pushed it over the top for me is when you took that sound and gave the, and gave the album that cover, I'm buying it. I yes. buy lots of stuff just because I think it looks cool. Right. Yeah, I sure. have tons and tons of like shitty sixties and seventies, like sci-fi pulp novels that are virtually unreadable because they're so bad, but the artwork on them, like on the cover is so fucking good, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Um, and that I'll never read them, but I, you know, they're, they're, there they are on a bookshelf because they look so cool. And this, that's what this would be, right? Except it would be good. You know, this would be, um, like this would be like, um, uh, the demon princes, uh, Jack Vance novels that I have, the demon princes, which look cool and are good. But not right. all of Jack Vance's stuff is very good. I've got another book that he has called Dragon Riders, which is utter fucking bullshit. But the cover <laughs> looks cool as shit, right? right? So, like, I would buy this because it looks cool as shit, knowing as well that it sounds pretty good as well. Yes, indeed. I think they, uh, I think they nailed the whole package on this one. This is uh, definitely as as well as you can hope to execute this particular style of metal, and I liked it a whole lot. It was a ton of fun. Would definitely go see this band live if I could. Um, Got nothing bad to say about it. Um, yeah. All right, let's uh, let's roll the dice at, at least one more time. We do have we do have some voicemails stacked up, but uh, I don't think we have nearly as many as we had last time. So, and hey, is 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 this style of music right? Is this style we'll say uh, we'll say under the punk and metal umbrella? You know what I mean? Yeah, like the last bastion of cool misogyny. <laughs> Yeah, possibly. Cause I mean, you're, you know, I mean, I mean I, like, you know, like plenty of fucking like, you know, gore bands and plenty of that shit, but they're not cool. Right. We, we've talked right. about gore grind on the Patreon episodes and like, there's plenty of gore bands that have like extraordinarily like offensive. And that's the point, like misogynistic shit. Right. Yeah. But as far as like going out in public with a back patch of some fucking like, you know, um, ample bosomed bitches burning. Right. <laughs> yeah. While a man holding a Bible castigates them as the as the horned goat looks on, right? Right. 
Like that just looks cool, right? Sure. And, and people were like, "Yeah, that's pretty cool. I'll let it slide." I mean, it could be a it could be a fucking woman burning some fucking, you know, well endowed men on, on the stake, right? <laughs> could could be, yeah. But it's not, right? Because it's tradition. It's tradition that witches burn, right? Right. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. like, is the, like, like you know, nobody's gonna give you props for for like wearing that fucking like you know, nobody's gonna give you props for wearing like that jig eye fucking shirt at a bar. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Right. No one, no one, no one's gonna give you props for that with like a dismembered fucking like you know dismembered fucking little little Lolita anime girl, right? No, no one wants to see that shit. Yeah, right? nobody wants to see your cemetery rapist hoodie. Nobody yeah. wants to see your cemetery rapist bullshit. And there's death metal bands that you know, you know, fucking still get on that shit, but not not nearly as much as they used to, right? Um, I mean, like there's a suffocation song where he talks about killing his pregnant wife and like eating her, nibbling on her womb. Right. Which is hysterical. But like, you know, but I think that this is the only genre of like modern metal where it's like, yeah, cool. Burn those fucking bitches. Right. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it might be. Honestly. Yeah. I think I think you're onto something with that. Um, I wonder if it will if it will weather the storm of uh, of social media, like because there was a, a moment like a, a few years back where Twitter kind of like they got a hold of death metal lyrics for the first time, and it was via like a contemporary death metal band that was talking about like you know slicing up and disfiguring people and women specifically. Yeah, and then yeah. they got and then people were like, man. Don't let these people find like to discover suffocation lyrics. Um, yeah, well, and so- well, like, but that, you know, like, like that's all, you know, I mean, like I said, you know, like I, 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 I almost killed my grandmother with a butchered birth shirt when I was like, you know, 17, well, 18 years old. Right. Sure. Yeah. I almost killed her. Right. <laughs> just, yeah. just from her reaction to it. So like, you know, there's a different sort of reaction though to like we can we can laugh and say like if there were if there were lyrics about um you know I don't know if there if there were lyrics about like mutilating I don't know some fucking mutilating and chopping up like uh an an old conservative farmer from the Midwest, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nobody gives a shit. Nobody gives oh. a shit about that motherfucker, right? Sure. <laughs> nor should they. No nor should they, right? But if you had pointed lyrics about like ripping and, and, and mutilating, like you know, um, I don't know, a, uh, a, a a young hip urban female professional, no, 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 right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. You you can't have that, right? You can't have that, right? But you sure as shit can show those bitches burn. <laughs> On the cover of a Hell Ripper album, because this style of music is the last bastion of this sort of shit. I ain't saying it's cool, but it is. <laughs> right. Well, maybe it's one of those things where it's just like there are certain sort of like cultural touchstones, usually subcultural touchstones, where how cool it is makes it nearly immune 
to criticism. Not to say that it doesn't draw the ire and criticism of certain demographics from time to time, usually in a sort of cyclical process that comes around every so few few years or whatever and kind of runs its yeah, course. Yeah, but, but that's uh, fake. You know it what is, I mean? It is fake. But what I'm saying is maybe this is one of those things where it's like, it's such just like a critical and cool component of this particular subcultural form that it's just, it's bulletproof. You know what I mean? You're never going to, you're never going to get rid of amply bosomed witches being burned on the artwork of sick ass metal bands you know what no, i mean it's just it's too, sick. It's, it's, it's too part, sick it's part and parcel it's too fucking good right it's it's right. it's it's like throw it's it's like getting rid of chocolate chips out of cookies right, right? Yeah. It's, it's part it's part and parcel right right yeah exactly i mean i mean it would be cool if anybody was burning with that fucking goat looking on indifferently you know sure yeah if the, if there are if there are some some big cocked hunks on here burning i'd be into that it'd be hysterical but it would be great right yeah. it would be cool if it were like fucking you know yeah like anybody fucking burning right Sure. And anybody dressed as a fucking witch hunter in the background, because let's face it, anybody can be a witch, right? Pretty sure. Anyway, <laughs> you know, like it would be cool, but it wouldn't be this cool. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's just, it's just a classic, man. That's all right. there is to it. It just, it just wouldn't be this cool. Right. <laughs> yep. And then For honestly, sure. yeah, yeah. So, you know, yeah, it is. It's the last bastion of misogyny. There you go. So thanks, thanks to James McBain, and uh, looks like the cover art was done by someone named Scal Valder. Um, I'm not sure that I'm pronouncing that uh, correctly. It looks to be Scandinavian, but shout I, out! I to looked you. up his Instagram, and he's got a picture of pizza with bananas on it. Um, <laughs> okay, sick. Yeah, a, a true, sound. a true twisted maniac. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, uh, let's uh, yeah, let's roll the dice one more time at least. One. All right, one is uh, one is uh, you know it, it's a selection that I was I'm feeling I'm you not were so hoping sure. we weren't going to land on <laughs> not necessarily you know what I'm saying it's just so this is new erotics the Bandcamp is neuerotics.bandcamp.com uh, this is a fairly new release it came out at the beginning of February um, but yeah I don't know man just <laughs> these folks don't look like they would get together in a room and make music that I want to hear that's just how I feel looking at them you know. Um, but I could, I could be grossly misjudging that, um, this, this shit might fucking absolutely rip. Who knows? I I guess we're about to find out. So let's, uh, let's just listen to the first song that they have queued up to play, which also happens to be the first track on the release. So we're just going to listen to Thick Thighs by New Erotics off of their self-titled debut EP. She's eating on ice cream, I don't sit in me, I wanna 
Okay, so we just heard the song Thick Thighs by New Erotics off of their self-titled EP that came out at the beginning of February of this year. Um, yeah, I, I think that my suspicions about the folks on the cover of this record have been confirmed by the music that I just listened to. Um, I, this did not, did not only did it not hit on all cylinders, I don't think it hit on any cylinders for me. Um, this is very much as I suspected by the images presented here, uh, music that would be very popular at a place like, well, in our, in our own hometown, um, this would be a favorite band of the brass rail. You know, it's, uh, they're like, yeah, they're quirky. They got synth, synth lines, but they're kind of punk, you know, and they sing fun, quirky songs about big girls with thick thighs. And, uh, I don't know. I think everything about that whole shtick and like all of the, the, the energy that I got from this in general, it, it just sucked ass. Um, it, it read as like bar patron music. It read as, yeah, man, we're not taking it too seriously. We're just getting together. You know, we got, I don't have our, my kids this weekend and, you know, I've got all this downtime ever since getting a raise at work. I don't have quite as much responsibility anymore, ironically, <laughs> you know what I mean? So I've been digging out the old guitar and just kind of cranking out some tunes. So a bunch of us just got together and, you know, we just put together this band. We're just having a good time with it, man. And uh, I, I understand that that is an attractive and appealing thing for like aging weekend warriors. But uh, and like, I don't knock you for pursuing that if it makes you happy. But like, fuck off. Get out of my space with it. I don't fucking care about it at all i don't want anything to do with it i don't care about your home studio um i don't care about anything that you that that you're doing i don't care about your lives i don't care about your children i don't care about your job and i don't care about your shitty fucking band so that's that's where i'm at with this how'd you feel about it (laughs) you took this personally didn't you it sounds like it sounds like this brought up some very personal sort of uh, experiences on your part I don't. I can't think of any in specific. Like, like, like you started off saying, "I didn't fire an Osaurus," and then you're like, "I don't give a shit about you. I don't give a shit about your fucking band. I don't give a shit about the hobbies that you're in or your home studio. I don't give a shit about you, motherfucker. Don't you ever cross my path again? How dare you darken my fucking door? You know, like, like you're dead to me. You've been dead to me for fucking years, and you come at me with this bullshit. You come at me with this bullshit like it's fucking cool." I just, dude, I just, there's, there are not a lot of things that draw my ire, like, and I, and I know that it shouldn't, because, like, I don't know why I take it personally, but I really hate, like, music hobbyists. I don't know, dude. Like, there's just something, specifically if they're, like, but but, but, but wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. Like, that's all that we listen to. Like, yeah, like, yes. like, like the hardcore demos that we listen to and all the shitty hardcore and stuff that we listen to, it's all hobbyists, man. They're not going to go on and have, you know, like illustrious careers with most of them with their fucking, with their fucking music. Like they're not there. Even if you're making like 20 bucks at a fucking basement show, you're not a professional. You're a hobbyist. Wow. It's all hobbyists. For sure. And I, I understand. I understand what you're saying here, right? Here's my point. Okay. I, there's a couple things. I, I, I want to like this more than I do. Sure. Um, I do get the gimmick thing. I definitely do get the gimmick thing. I think if this were a shorter song and you didn't know what these people look like, you would not have said nearly as many nasty things about it as you did. That's probably true, man. That's probably right? true. Yeah. It was, it was so fucking front loaded, right? It yeah. was so front loaded for you that you just couldn't like 
sit back. Yes. Yeah. Yes. This is, this is, as you described in our neck of the woods, this would be everybody's favorite quirky little fucking band that plays like the, you know, the hip fucking, the hip fucking bar, um, you know, that, that everybody's stoked about for like, I don't know, 10 months. Right. right. Yeah. Sure. But as we've said before, with other things too, like, um, if this were, if this were just a little bit grungier in its presentation, and I don't mean grunge. I just mean a little, a little, a little more, um, like lo-fi yeah, and sure. like, don't really give a fuck instead of trying to look like you don't give a fuck. Right. right. Yeah. You would like this a lot more. You're, you're not wrong. My beef. I mean, I don't like the music particularly, uh, but like, it's not offensively bad. My beef is certainly, <laughs> it's certainly with my perception of the people making it and like the huge assumptions I'm making about the circumstances right. that brought them together. I mean, I'm bringing in a lot of prejudices here. You're not, you're not wrong about that. And like, yes, of course, like I, I'm not, I'm not at all uh, using the term hobbyist uh, to, to degrade folks who are just making music for fun because that's what, that's what I do certainly i'm not making money off of the fucking music that i put out or anything but in the sense that like you get these types of people who like they have basically they have one toe still in this world right still in the world of like punk music and alternative music and they want to like now wait 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 a second wait a second wait a second at least one of the guys has some has multiple tattoos on his hands yeah, but come on. That I mean, no, just because he's, he's at least got a hand man. in it, he's still at least got a hand in it as well. <laughs> just because you look like a fucking scumbag doesn't mean that like you're you're sick and down. You know what I mean? It just to me, it smacks of like the kind of folks that like they have no idea what's happening in like the contemporary like punk and hardcore and alternative scene at all. They're just like popping their heads back in because they got bored and they wanted to start a band and like they're trying to draw from influence that were important to them or influential to them growing up and that's all well and good but like i don't know man i just like i i i have a personal beef and personal vendetta against folks who like want to make punk music who have no awareness of what has been going on in punk over the last 20 or 25 years who have no idea like what's going on now who don't keep up with current bands who like are not connected or plugged in at all like it just it always feels false to me man it, it, and it never feels vital it never feels like it has uh contains any energy that is like engaging to me on any level like it just it feels like full-on just like costume performance we're getting out on the stage and having a good old time and like that's cool like fundamentally i don't have any beef with that in essence but when it's done via like punk and hardcore it feels like a personal affront to me and that's certainly a failing on my part that's certainly like an immaturity and probably something that i should work out with a therapist and not on a fucking podcast but nonetheless it is what it is. <laughs> That's how I fucking feel. You know? No, I, 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 I get it because believe me, like, you know, obviously I'm a curmudgeon. I, I am, I am, a, I am turning into like the kind, I'm going to be the kind of old curmudgeon that like already I'm there where I talk to myself as I'm like engaging the world around me, you know? Sure, and, yeah. and I see somebody like I'm driving and I see somebody crossing the street. I'm like, you fucking piece of shit. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Yeah, I do that already. Nice, nice fucking moped, you piece of shit. 
wonder how many DOIs you got under your belt because you just can't keep off the fucking sauce and not risk everybody's goddamn fucking life, you motherfucker. When it could just be some dude that, hey, man, my car was crashed. This is all I could afford. I got to go to work, right? Totally. Be a perfectly nice guy, right? I yeah. fucking walk down downtown, you know, and, and like I'll see, uh, you know, I'll see some people coming out of like one of the local restaurants, you know, middle-aged couple, dudes, walk, dudes walking along get a look at his fucking ass and he's got the fucking embroidered jeans and i'm like you motherfucker <laughs> right you yeah. fucking loser poser right just give it up man give it up your fucking dreams are dead go back to the fucking outskirts go into your fucking brown modular mcmansion fucking home fuck off don't let me see you again right <laughs> yeah and i'll have sure. like this whole narrative where i build like a life for this person you know or you know and and, and it happens all the time right yeah. There's a dude that fucking rides around town here on like a skateboard or some shit blowing a trombone. And I'm oh, always yeah. like, you, you motherfucker, right? Oh, yeah, cool. Look how fucking cool you are, right? What, do you right. want me to fucking subscribe? You want me to fucking click like and subscribe, motherfucker? What, you <laughs> hoping you're going to show up on the front page of fucking Reddit and somebody's like, check out this fucking weird guy, right? And he's probably just some dude God having the fucking blast. And honestly, I wish I could be that like free of spirit where I was just like, fuck it. This is what I'm going to do. This is my thing now, right? So I get it. I get it. I'm a, you know, we're both fucking curmudgeons here. We're, ex we are hyper judgmental people. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's actually like, it's like disordered behavior. <laughs> it really is. And I don't think it's like good. It might actually be bad that it's you bad. and I know each other, right? Because yeah. we feed off each other. Like when you and I hit the road together, it gets dark. Yeah, you know, for sure. yes, like, like, like <laughs> you can watch the sunset as we fucking approach. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah so sure. I'm like, believe me, I don't know if it's healthy that we like hang out as much as we do. I'm sure that like, you know, the therapist would recommend that you, know, you should probably meet some new friends. You know what I mean? To get out and see some different people. You know, yeah, probably I mean, realize that like the entire world is not literally filled with living pieces of shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, realize that other things that you're not into might are just as cool and valid to the people that are into them. Right. Right. Yeah. They're just as fucking cool and realize that, believe me, you are every bit the fucking asshole in this scenario. For sure. Yes. Right. They might say that. They probably shouldn't hang out with other dudes who feel the same way, but we do. And so we get it. And I, I understand totally where you're coming from on this. All I'm saying is, so this reminded me and your rant reminded me of another band that we heard and we both really liked and blew up. Right. Now I'm not saying that this is as good, right? This is a totally different thing. Mm -hmm. Musically. I think that this was fine. I think that the song was far too long for what it did. Sure. You know what I mean? Like it didn't go yeah. anywhere. It was just the same basic. It was basically the same, like, you know, 40 seconds over and over and over again, the same 15 seconds over and over and over again. Right. Um, but I, you know, if this were a shorter song and it appeared, it was more casually give a fuck, like, don't give a fuck cool instead of like, you know, cultivated, don't give a fuck cool. Right. Sure. Yeah. They could have a different take on it. Didn't, if you didn't see the people, you'd have a different take. But it reminded me of, and your rant about this reminded me of, uh, Jenny Diver. Oh, yeah. Because we both really like that. And I don't know anything about those folks. Don't see them. You know what I mean? Don't know anything about them. But we both also kind of suspected, and I still kind of suspect. I was just listening to this, this that EP the other day, or that demo, or whatever the fuck it is. Um, 
that these are like true fucking tourists. You know what I mean? That just happened to like stumble upon something that, that hit. Right. Right. And like, so it's not a lot different in that regard for me anyway. Um, yeah, for sure. So, you know, like I said, I don't think this is as bad as you put it out to be. I think that <clears throat> I would have liked to hear more in three minutes of music than just as it being as repetitive as it did. Yeah. Um, I, I, I thought it was a little gimmicky, but it wasn't gimmicky to the point that like it, um, it, it, okay. So, so even just the phrase thick thighs with two C's, right. Is, is yeah. like wearisome to me for sure. Yes. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and like, you know, in, in this day and age, like everything has like a cultural identifier and for fuck's sake, anything anymore has like, you know, like, like always, always seems to be, at least I sniff, or I, I get the scent that something is trying to have like an agenda. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so when I see like the phrase thick thighs, okay, you know, it's, you know, I, I immediately start thinking body positivity, which I don't give a fuck about. I look like shit. Right. I'm not very positive about it, but I look like shit. I don't, you know, <laughs> right. but like at the same time, I don't always want to be, I don't always want to hear like agendas and proselytization in my fucking music. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 So I was a little wary about that with this. I don't think that it crossed a line there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like I said, I just, it relied a little too much on a gimmick. It musically, it was just it, it, not, it wasn't not enough was done in the three minutes that we were given the three minutes of music was given. I felt like he could do more. Right. Yeah. But, um, and I, and I think that your opinion is <laughs> my opinion to a certain extent. Also, I will admit that I'm a, I am a prone to this is a little bit tainted by our preconceptions here. Yeah. I think um, you're entirely correct. So I don't think, I don't think it was terrible. I will probably actually check out another track. I'll give it one more go. You know what I mean? Like I'll listen to one other song. Right. And if it hits me, you know, in a, if I like it, okay, I'll give this band, you know, a pass. I'll go. It's pretty good. If I, if I, if I'm not into the next song in like 60 seconds, I'm out. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair I'm enough. not coming back. You know what Maybe. I mean? Like this, like, like as far as I'm concerned, this band has like 60 more seconds to like win me over. Um, so yeah, whatever. I mean, <laughs> It kind of reminded me of of like the first song we listened tonight by Slug, uh-huh. and like our own little sidebar on just how shitty we are, right? You know, where he's like, you know, what if I go up to the surface and don't like what I see? Uh-huh. You know, and, and and like, I don't know, I I really fucking like connected with that for a second because I'm such a fucking prick that I don't even want to know what other people like. I'm not even curious to learn what other people like just so I'm not as fucking lame as them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, 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 I don't, I don't like, I don't want to go. Um, I don't want to go over to somebody's house and have dinner with them. Right. Yeah. Cause I don't, I don't want to like get tr- like, I, I don't want to fucking, uh, I don't want to find out that, you know, I'm kind of into this backyard barbecue thing. <laughs> Right, yeah. You know? What if what if what if I had a sip of an IPA by accident and I was like, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Second, this is pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> like, not only 
like my it's 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 almost as if like um straight edge revenge has ruined my life right <laughs> straight yeah. edge has ruined my life because it 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 uh it makes me hate everything right <laughs> yeah for but sure it's not straight edge it's just my own being a being a fucking prick but it's like you know i don't i don't want to find out what other people like out of fear that i might like it and then be as stupid as them <laughs> Yes, absolutely. I think that's like the and, most succinct and to the point way of phrasing that. Yes. I think I think that probably um that ain't good. <laughs> you know, I'm sure that it's not. I'm sure that it's not, man. Um, uh, but I think that we're too deep into it at this point. <laughs> oh yeah, you know it. <laughs> so on that note, let's uh let's pivot from music and uh and listen to voicemails for the evening. All right. Nate and Gray, I have huge news. I think you two, uh, I should share with you two. Jesus, he is my savior! And I am proud to announce that he is in me. God damn! The Lord is running through me every fucking day of my fucking life. For fuck's sakes, I almost died yesterday because some idiot crossed the fucking street. Wait, I mean, well, he, I was crossing the street and he tried fucking running me over. And God said, nah! You ain't dying, yo. This ain't happening. And the motherfucker swerved out. And I found it. I saw him. He had carried that car like a puppet. And I am here to preach his good name now. Praise be Jesus Christ. Praise all. It's a hell with all the sinners. You bastards and motherfuckers. Well, there you go. I'm glad that you're uh, glad you're not dead, AJ. AJ found the Lord last week. And he, yeah. he just had to call and tell us that he found the Lord, right? Yeah. If there is one thing that I do appreciate about AJ, it's his inability to maintain an accent for more than like five <laughs> seconds tops. Well, I mean, you know, that's most of us, right? Yeah, sure. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, AJ, I'm genuinely glad that you didn't die. Um, I don't know what I would do if I didn't hear your voice on this line every I, week. I, I hope to God you did find Jesus Christ because I can't think of a stupider fucking thing to happen to a person. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Indeed. It is so wild when adults actually get God. It's so fucking hey, wild. So so like people get God when, when like something bad almost happens to them. You know what right. I mean? Sure. Why don't they fucking like, you know... You know, like, get Satan, right? Yeah, for sure, man. You know right? what I mean? Yeah, like, God God let this almost happen to me. You know what I'm saying? Well, God like, saved him, right? God thwarted it. But, like, what if something did it? Let's say, let's say, I don't know, the car did hit AJ, right? Right. Crushes, crushes his lower back, right? Yeah. He's fucked up for the rest of his life, right? Sure. Devout Satanist. And I mean, not not Temple of Satan or Church of Satan. I mean, like... The real fucking deal, like rituals, blood, that sort of thing, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that it makes sense. I, I, I mean, Satan's <laughs> his power is greater than God because uh, you're all fucked up now. <laughs> Indeed, yeah, yeah, for sure. You you need to figure out. I mean, analyze your situation and realize who you need to align yourself with. Um, yeah, I mean, I I wonder if there are any documented cases of that happening because I would be very interested to read about such an instance, but. Um, <laughs> Somebody like I don't know Christopher Reeve falling off a church, falling off a horse, right? Yeah, um, quadriplegic at C one, right? So he's on a respirator, right? Right, devout, brutal, fucking Satanist. After that. <laughs> It'd be sick as fuck, honestly, man. You know what I mean? Like, like full on, like, uh, you well, know. yo, 
I actually, yo, okay, so I actually, I can't really talk about it on air just because I don't want to put somebody's business out into the world, but I actually did have an interaction recently with a person whose life had gone kind of bad and they did go full on like, I'm evil now type shit. And I'll have to, <laughs> I'll, I'll have to tell you about it after we stop recording because I can't really talk about it. But uh, it's definitely a dude who like I knew through kind of like extended social circles and he started kind of reaching out to me and the conversations were pretty innocuous at first, just kind of like shared interests. <laughs> And then it turned to like him being like, hey, I'm evil now. <laughs> and me trying to be like, kind of like seeing like, hey, you know, like there's some signs of some mental health shit, you know, trying to be supportive and being like, hey, you know, I get maybe not fully trusting uh, the mental health network that's in place. You know, obviously there are some some big, um, there are some big pitfalls in it. But, but you know, I, I think maybe it's worth looking into this and, and aspiring to get better. And uh, homeboy was like, no, nah, man, I don't, I don't want to get better. I want to do evil. <laughs> and I was like, all right, man. Well, I mean, I can't <laughs> fucking argue with that. And he was a Satanist, like an avowed Satanist and not, not church of Satan, not temple of, but like, but like aligned himself with like a really sketchy, like fascist sa Satanist group and shit. So <laughs> So I have kind of seen this happen in real time, and I'll tell you all about it later. But uh, it was pretty wild to, to tell you the truth. So, um, so yeah. I wonder. So, so I wonder if, if instead of like wrapping itself in a flag and like carrying a cross, if fascists came like, you know, with the sign of the Baphomet and like you know holding a, a holding a uh, a woman's head aloft and like you know like wearing like goat horns and stuff like that. I wonder if I would think it's cooler. <laughs> right. Like would I be susceptible to it? Is that all <laughs> it requires? I, I, right. Right. So like, you know, maybe like, he's just like, wow, I mean, the cross is pretty cool. Flag's pretty cool. You know, I like it, you know, but right. like maybe if they showed up, you know, looking like they just fucking walked off of a fucking Bathory record or something like that. I'd be like, I don't know, man, that is pretty fucking cool. <laughs> Yeah, like they're obviously onto something with this shit, man. Because nobody <laughs> you know, else is doing this, so I mean, <laughs> say what you will about them, but they they will appear to be fucking real ones, right? Um, <laughs> it looks pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's maybe it might be fascism might be just like one cosmetic brand identity shift away from me fully signing up. Yeah, oh, it's it's like the new erotics, right? If the new erotics had a slightly different package, you might be like, all right, that's not bad. Right, right, yeah, for sure. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's let's listen to the next one. Hey, what's up, Nate Gray? Uh, so I was just listening to the latest episode, and there's some message from AJ about some fucking fight or some shit on the L train. Uh, anyways, uh, Nate said something about uh, loving to see fights in public, and remind me of uh, this Harlan Ellison story I just read the other day, where he describes him and his friend going on like a 1970s uh, binge uh, movie mission where they just go up and down uh, the theaters and watch a bunch of movies and uh, him witnessing some guy getting pissed off uh, and another guy yelling during the movie and just promptly throws him off the fucking top railing of uh, the seating there and uh, they later after the movie's done see that the guy is fucking dead and anyways the story is just about uh, obscene fucked up acts of violence and uh just seeing if uh, you guys have had some fucking experience in the past and just seen some fucked up uh 
act of violence that uh, stuck with you. Thought I'd maybe get a uh, good reaction from you guys. All right, see ya. So I've never seen anybody get like that kind of fucked up. I will say that there is there is a Christmas morning glee that comes over my face when I see like dysfunction in action. For sure, yeah. Like in public places, right? Definitely, yeah. I don't have a fucking camera. I don't have a phone that like has a camera that will film that sort of shit. And honestly, I think it's kind of irritating that that's what everybody does. Like, I don't know. It's 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 very like um, creepy that that's what fucking everybody does when they're interacting with strangers. Now, let's just pull out their phone. It's also kind of sad that that's kind of what we have to do. Yeah, it sucks. But um, um, like. There is definitely a child. If the closest you will see me with childlike wonder is watching like people <laughs> fighting in public, right? Yeah, for sure. I've never seen anybody get that kind of fucked up. I did see a guy get, that was hit by a train one time with my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a store in our hometown that you know we'd walk to. It was just I mean you know half mile away from our front door, a mile away. Walk through the neighborhood, cross some train tracks, walk through the park, go up to the store. My dad and I are walking back one day. I don't know. Um, I think my sister and maybe her friend were with us too. Yeah. Um, and I was maybe like 11. I wasn't very old. And there was um, emergency services and like firefighters and ambulances and stuff. And the train tracks were closed that we would normally cross. So we're standing up on the hill in the park looking down over the train tracks. And uh, there appeared to be what was a um, wet red red and leather rug that was being unwound by several uh, EMTs, like yeah. twisting, it, untwisting it. And it turns out that it was this dude that uh, killed himself in the tracks. And I remember my dad not actually like um, immediately realizing that maybe like two nine-year-olds and an 11-year-old should not be standing there <laughs> watching that at the moment. Yeah. And then, and I, and, and my sister, so my sister was definitely with us because she asked him what it was. And he said, let's just go. And we left. Right. And then afterward, I went back up the train tracks and looked around. Right. And, um, yeah, there was some fucked up. There was, I, f- I remember finding dentures that were split right down the middle. Uh-huh. Um, and, um, what I thought was like, uh, well, let's just say there were, there was, they didn't do a very thorough job of cleaning up. There were, there was viscera. <laughs> There was viscera. It was brain matter in retrospect. That's what it was. Yeah. Um, but there was still stuff on the tracks. Um, that kind of sits in your head when you're like 11 years old. I remember sure. thinking about that for quite a bit. Still do <laughs> once in a while, apparently. Yeah. But um, no, I've never seen like actual like, I saw a kid get hit by a car when I was a kid, but he was fine. He broke his arm. I've yeah. never seen like actual people getting like, you know, really, really, really fucked up. Yeah, not really. I don't, I don't think I. I don't think I count like a punch in the face. You know what I mean? Nah, it's getting really nah, fucked nah. Up. No, for sure. And I mean, I like. I. I think that I do sometimes take for granted that like I'm more desensitized to violence than than some people. Um, like just because a growing up with like access to the internet when I did when everything was un unfiltered and you can just find your way to. And we've talked about this on a recent episode, so we don't need to rehash it a ton. But like, um, you know, just seeing videos of of people's heads getting split open and faces getting ripped off and shit at a at a fairly young age was probably not great for my um emotional and mental development and. Uh, 
and also just like existing in a culture in which like it wasn't uh it was not at all uncommon to just see somebody get swarmed and have their ass badly beaten on a semi-regular basis um but as far as like a really brutal act of violence in person i can't really think of of any that i witnessed directly i've been like close to some with like close friends like knowing about very brutal acts of violence that they committed and shit like stuff that's probably not necessary to talk about on the show but like nothing that i've ever like witnessed firsthand that i was like oh holy shit this is uh this is wild you know i mean i guess i've seen people like getting pulled out of cars after after getting in car wrecks and shit but nothing that like really really stuck with me no and 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 like when i say childlike glee it's i guess it's not like i'm i'm happy at like like what's happening to anybody there it's just it's 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 almost like this resigned um just sort of like this resigned sarcastic amusement you know what i mean for sure um yeah. it's not like you know what i mean like like i'm more laughing at the void and laughing at the universe as i watch like you know two people pummel each other in a fucking in a fucking parking lot than i am like laughing at the circumstances what's happening you know right yeah for um, sure and like it probably if i have actually so like when i bounced um yeah we i i've had to deal with like knives and guns before you know what i mean like yeah um i didn't deal with them i just fucking called the cops <laughs> like yo i ain't getting fucking shot for 13 dollars an hour under the table it's just that simple like i'm just gonna call the fucking police right right um you know and so like you know the first night i bounced somebody pulled an ak-47 and somebody in the parking lot right um but fortunately none nothing like happened you know what i mean and yeah. and uh Probably if I had witnessed like something like that or been in experience something like that, I wouldn't have such a glib sort of response to it when it happens. One sure. of my favorite things to do is yell at people when they're fighting. Like two people, <laughs> are, like two people are fighting. You know what I mean? Yeah, for and then sure. I drive by, or I'm like, "Shut the fuck up!" and like yell at them. You know what I mean? And like, and like throw fire on it there a little bit. You know, that's one yeah. of my favorite fucking things to do. It's just, it's just like, you know, not help. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, most definitely. <laughs> um, all right, let's uh, let's let's listen to the next one. Hey, Gray, welcome back, Cyborg Nate. It's Will. This was inspired by Zach and his thoughts on influencers and scene status, and it kind of echoes Gray's point. But I think one positive way to look at it is the more popular the show gets, the more patrons, the more money the show keeps going, and the more benefits to us, you know, through the tape releases or whatever, through the label. But as far as whatever anyone online thinks about credibility, we are fortunate in that we have so much more access now than when I first started going to shows in the 90s. And it's more about, for me, having enough time to weed through it all, and Demolition helps with that. I found so much great music through Demolition. Uh, one clear example is the Cold Brats. I found them through the pod. My patronage is my gratitude to Nathan Gray. There's no other obligation. And my buying the 7-inch from the cold press, to me, the transaction is even exchanged to them. I enjoy the music, and in a capitalist system, I support the art I like with my money. It's as simple as that. Whether or not anyone online likes me or thinks I'm a poser or a tourist or not doesn't enter the equation. No matter what decisions any of us make, there will always be people with a limited vantage point shitting on us for any number of reasons. Part of that is that I'm old, and for me, my experience with this music is mostly me alone with it, um, even when shows are going on. Um, the planet is fucked. All systems are in decline. So 
just enjoy what you can while you can because that's all there is. See, there you go. There's a very intelligent take on um, something that we were almost utterly into- unintelligible about last week. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That was uh, that was an incredibly concise, succinct, and uh, accurate way to sum up, I think, everything that we were trying to uh, very inadequately expressed in our long-winded rants in response to Zach's message last week. Will, it's good to hear from you. I hope that you're uh, doing well. We haven't really talked in a grip, um, but uh, yeah, I think that that honestly sums it up. I, I don't, I don't really want to pontificate about that too much. We we talked at length about it on the last episode, and I think Will really uh, summed it up here. The, the only thing that I'll comment on is is you know, Will, you talking about um, your experience with this music largely being in isolation and being on your own. That's definitely something I think that I came to, to terms with and came to grips with fairly fairly early on in my life when I got disenchanted uh, for a brief moment, maybe in my you know late teens, early twenties, because I saw the 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 things that were occur- occurring on a local level in the the hardcore scene and the punk scene that I was a part of were not to my liking, and I felt very disenchanted because my understanding of punk and hardcore was that it was community-based. And I came out at the other end of that realizing that I could enjoy and interact with this stuff in total isolation and not really not 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 suffer for it have it be something that's still just as vital and critical to the enjoyment of my own uh my own life as it was when it was far more community based and even though i still try to do things that are fundamentally community based acts like you know booking shows and and having a venue and even doing a podcast um the way that i interact with this stuff largely is in isolation and uh it's come to be incredibly incredibly satisfying for me over the years. I think even if the social network around this entire, uh, this entire thing that I love fell away, I don't think that I would lose. Uh, I don't think that I would, it wouldn't lose its vitality for me. So. Yeah. Um, I wanted to point out, yeah, I mean, a couple things in there first. Yes. Put your money where your fucking mouth is. If you like something and you can afford it, fucking buy it. Right. Yeah. Um, support it. Right. For sure. Um, I, I, you know, I don't know. I, I can say that because I don't make a ton of money, but I make enough money that I can do that. Right. If you talk right. to me five years ago, no, <laughs> you know, yeah. but like if you can do it, support it. And that's, sure. that's, that's the only way that this fucking works because it gets back to that idea of, um, you know, everybody's fucking dreams of having a better society, no matter, you know, how you want to, what, what, uh, what, uh, ism you want to put behind it all rotates around the idea of good faith and being upfront with one another all of it every single one of them yeah and um you know there's no room for cheaters man there's no room for cheaters second um we are fortunate nowadays it was much difficult much more difficult in the 90s to find word of shit my main the main way that i learned shit where i was from was whenever i would go into pittsburgh i would immediately start scanning for black and white fucking show flyers on telephone poles immediately yeah. Right. That's the only way I knew if a show was going to happen. That was it. it was word of mouth, direct word of mouth and like Friday nights hitting the fucking record stores and like looking at flyers and looking for flyers anywhere we can find them. Um, finding new bands was all about, it's, you know, for me, it still is reading fucking like credits and thank yous and stuff in, in CDs and records of bands that I liked. Yeah. And um, fuck, I can't reading, reading like. Like just getting an issue of Maximum Rock and Roll, not to fucking read any of the articles. I didn't give a fuck what anyone of them had to say. Was basically just to look at the ads and look at the reviews. That was it. Right. Um, and that was my that was my main venue, my main way for finding out about new shit. Yeah. Um, so the internet has been a boon for that. 
And then finally, I've said it before, Zach says he's old. This only gets harder as you get older. Um, you talk about like, Will, you Will know, you, you interact with it all. Or Will, not, not yeah. Zach. Will says that. You talk about interacting with things solo. It only gets harder as you get older. Mm. Um, it's just the way it is, man, because everybody fucking drops out and it just becomes basically a passion project. But that's okay because, you know, we might shit on folks that are like in it for the community, but whatever, for whatever reason, that's what they're fucking in it for. You know what I mean? It doesn't mean anything good can't happen from that. Sure. Um, so you get plenty of people to pass through for their own fucking reasons. That's their business, not mine. And, uh, but yeah, it definitely gets harder as you get fucking older. That's for sure. It's fucking weird. Like I never feel like I belong anywhere else than like at a basement show. Like that's my fucking, that's where I fit in the best. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's also weird when I look around and realize that like virtually everybody in that basement is young enough to be like my college aged son or grand or, or like daughter, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, you know, like I, I am now, I'm now like, even though I'm not a, a aware of it, I am the fucking like obviously older patron at the show that everybody fucking realizes is standing there. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, like sure. you know, I used to go to like, I think I mentioned before, like, I, you know, you go to shows, in, like I go to shows in Pittsburgh. Like, I can remember like, going to like death metal shows or graffiti. And there was always like these two dudes that were probably in their mid forties, right? In yeah. like 1998, they were probably in their mid forties at that time that would wear like benediction shirts. Yeah. And I was like, man, those old guys are fucking cool. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like my, my fucking 20 year old brain thought that these guys were fucking like, you know, old and they, they were an anomaly, you know? Yeah. Um, so I don't know. And, and there's definitely like a little bit of, there's, there's a little, you definitely get a little self-conscious sometimes. Yeah. Um, standing there, you know, at a fucking show and, um, you realize that like you are way fucking older than everybody else there. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think I think there's like a moment where maybe, you know, especially if you're like highly involved with like uh, the community aspect of shit, just in terms of like facilitating shows or whatever, you know, there's like a period of time where you're like an elder statesman or whatever, and people know who you are, even if they are considerably younger than you or whatever. And then at some point, as your direct involvement in things becomes diminished, and like you become more of a passive observer, and uh, get older, you just become the dude who is standing in the back of the show <laughs> nobody knows who the fuck they are and you are strangely old to be enjoying this particular form of music i don't think i've quite gotten there yet but give me 10 years and I, I'll, I'll probably be right there with you so um, yeah, i don't know it's uh it's it, like i said it just gets harder as you get older yeah for sure um all right let's listen to the next one hey yo demo listen fuck you nah just kidding but yo guys haven't called in a while GMT Conf Canada. I'll try to not get cut off. Uh, you all were talking about something that uh, sounds funny to some people, but I want to come in and uh, cape up for you guys. Listen, uh, not caring is what's up, okay? You know, things like uh, if someone likes you or it or that or something, of course, it feels better when the answer is yes, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't matter what anyone thinks of the demolition or the news you like, whatever. Seriously, none of it fucking matters. It's okay just to pull your dick out and piss in the wind because it's your life. So anyway, 
Have a great day. And I'll uh, talk to y'all later. God damn, this is the philosopher's corner <laughs> tonight, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think uh, pulling pulling my dick out and pissing into the wind is my patented move. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with GMT. I'm with Will. I don't think we need to rehash what we just discussed. But, yeah, I, I'm, I, I concur. Thanks. Uh, thanks. It's always good to hear from GMT. Thanks for calling in. Um, let's, uh, let's keep, let's keep pumping. We got, we got a handful more to go and we're already running long. So let's listen to the next one. Uh, Hey, just wanted to call in in response to the last episode. Uh, I wanted to say, uh, AJ, the cramps are good and, uh, fuck Applebee's the person, not the restaurant. I am indifferent toward the restaurant. Have a good day. (laughs) All right. There you go. All right. That was, uh, my old homie, Alex Lupella from, uh, the Milwaukee area making, (laughs) making his feelings about the cramps and AJ or the cramps and Applebee's the individual known. So (laughs) he really doesn't like Applebee's the person. (laughs) It really doesn't. Um, all right. The phrase Applebee's the person. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I really, I really like that. There's like a, there's like a a, a mythology and a lore to our show now. That's great. (laughs) I always pay attention to those stupid billboards that have the babies' names. You know, they were born at the hospital and laugh at some of the names. Like there was one the other day that was Noxley, Noxley (laughs) Grace or something. K N O X L E A Grace, right? Noxley. That's so good. I so fucking want to look up at that billboard and see a little baby that was named Applebee's. It would it would make my entire fucking day. <laughs> oh man. Okay, let's uh let's listen to the next one. Yo, I uh remember a couple weeks back on one of the episodes, you guys were talking about a style of music that's basically just like frontier Jeep commercial shit where they're like singing like whoa in the background. I was just in KFC, I swear to fucking god, I heard this song and the chorus of the song was we will never let them beat us. Whoa, we will never let them beat us. So if I worked at KFC these days, I'd probably blow my head off. Bye. I'm just picturing. I'm just picturing. <laughs> That's too stupid to even fucking mention. I'm just picturing the chicken singing that song before they <laughs> <laughs> now that would make working at KFC a fucking joy. <laughs> that would make working at KFC a magical experience. There, you couldn't. You would. There would be a line around the block to fill out fill out applications if that were the case. I, I'm telling you, imagine the farmer hearing the chickens in your barn singing. Whoa, we will never. <laughs> I guess if uh, I would, I will say that if the if if chickens made music that sounded like the Lumineers, I would not be a vegan. I would uh, I'd advocate for the whole wholesale slaughter of poultry. Um, I'm sorry that you had to hear that, but I guess that's also partially on you for going into a KFC and expecting anything else, uh, even even up in Canada where you uh, presumably called from. <laughs> I had a hard time remembering, like, I was like, what fucking city is KFC? Kansas fucking city? And I'm like, oh, no, he's talking about Kentucky French. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's so it's so infrequent that I think of Kentucky Fried Chicken as an entity at all. Um, all right. We got two more. Let's, uh, let's listen to them real quick. Let me share something beautiful with you, Greg. You treat them as if 
They have a heart like yours, but not everyone can be. As soft and as tender as you. You don't see the person they are. You see the person. They have the potential to be. You give and give till they have taken everything out of you and leave you empty. Okay, so, right, so I, you must know what that's about. Yeah, I do. So that, that was that was Larry Gargas. Um, I I presume that that is about the fact that I recently posted that as much as I enjoy the company of my uh, present romantic partner, that uh, if I found out that she were into Rupee Car, uh, I would probably block her number immediately and never contact her again. Um, for anybody not in the know, Rupee Car, I think that's how you pronounce her last name, uh, K-A-U-R, is probably the, if not the worst, certainly the most intolerable living poet um, who became incredibly popular with like young women on Tumblr and Instagram and shit. And I presume that Larry just read a Rupee Car poem to us. Um, it's really, 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 really bad shit. I encourage anybody with uh, any interest in that to look it up and and see what this person now worth millions of dollars puts out into the world. It's uh, deeply embarrassing. But thanks, Larry. Thanks for sharing that little, that beautiful little tidbit of poetry with us this week. Let's uh, let's listen to uh, the last message. Poor quality, not adequately entertaining, not funny or engaging on any level. Well, I think you might want to listen again, Mr. Gordon, because I think you'll clearly hear that I am indeed the winner of the Demo Listen theme song songwriting competition. So go ahead and start playing it. And don't worry about compensation, Mr. Gordon. I don't need any money. I'm an artist. I'm from Orlando, Florida, home of visionaries like Creed and Matchbox 20, home of the Walt Disney World Corporation, the single greatest artistic endeavor in all of human history. I have a brain. Unlike you hit something Fort Wayne, Indiana, y'all want to wrestle in the mud, Fort Wayne style. That's how y'all talk up there. Oh, I'm going to go plow my fields in Fort Wayne, Indiana, you fucking hicks. I'm, you make me sick. I'm a star, Mr. Gordon. Don't you forget it. Hey, Nate, anyway, I'm glad your recovery is going good. Um, you've actually got a, an audible what the fuck. Uh, out of my mouth with the uh, the metal arm bit. So, great delivery. Solid. Uh, great get... <laughs> <laughs> well, I really, I really like Fatty's bit of, like, pivoting back and forth on which which one of the hosts he's going after on any given week and then, and then shifting to a very cordial interaction with the other host. That's nice. I like that a lot. Um, I'm so, yo, I'm sorry to question your songwriting chops, man. Um, I'll go back and re-listen to this song and maybe you'll prove me wrong. Um, I'm not counting on it, but possibly, and everything that you said, characterizing Fort Wayne, I mean, I really can't, I can't argue with that. We do wrestle in mud and plow fields. So, <laughs> um, that, uh, that wraps it up. That's all the messages. We had more than I kind of anticipated, but yeah, we're still coming in at like around the two hour mark. That's not uh, that's not absurdly overindulgent. So we can just do the uh, the regular end of episode housekeeping real quick. 
If you want to send in music, it's demo listen podcast at gmail.com. Just make sure it is a year or less old and uh, don't get bummed out if we don't get around to it in a timely fashion. We're like a month behind. It just is what it is. We're trying to uh, fit in as many as we can each episode, but you know, the format of the show is there's 10 bands in the queue. That's just how it goes. Um, if you want to become a patron, it's patreon.com slash demo listen podcast. I will be getting the newest episode of the Napalm Death Family Tree episode tomorrow. So Monday, um, that's part eight of that series and we still have at least two more to go so like i said good time to sign up there's plenty of content coming your way and then if you want to leave a message it's 260-222-8341 just keep it a minute and a half or under rate and review on itunes your chosen podcatcher all that good stuff tell your homies appreciate everybody who signed on to the patreon over the last month or so uh and uh everybody who's picked up tapes i still i think we still have like um uh, 25 cold brats tapes left something or something like that so if you didn't pick one up um you still got a chance to get one before they're gone forever beyond that nate you have any closing thoughts no i'm good see you next week all right peace